Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. Uh, this is attempt five at this fucking intro and I, it's not even going to be that long because I've got nothing of any interest to say, it turns out, from attempts one to four. One day I'm going to put out all the prequels to these intros and so people can see like the lost tapes or something like Nas. Anyway, uh, the fact of the matter is, is uh, this isn't getting any better, this intro. But today's episode is with Jordan Stevens, uh, who you will most likely know from Rizzle Kicks. Uh, who is working as Alder Native now. He's got an album coming out very soon. Loves his hip-hop. He's very passionate about it, as passionate about the direction that his music takes, and we talked about that just a few days ago. And this podcast uh, uh, brings you the return of Rumadge, his first post-baby podcast. So it's nice to have him back. Um, My album recommendation for this week is uh, Royce the Five Nine, uh, Life of Ryan. You will know this album because everybody's been banging on about uh, Caterpillar, this tune with uh, Eminem, which loads of people have sent me uh, uh, to punish me, I guess, or to have a go at me about the fact that I've been shit on an Eminem on this podcast recently. Not recently, I just thought the car park freestyle was overrated and I thought his album wasn't good. And uh, so loads of people have sent me this track going, I fucking told you, man, told you. So um, yeah, he does spit fire on this track. There's no denying that. Uh, what I would say is the fact that he does spit fire on this track makes the fact that he hardly ever does that on the album all the more painful. So there you go. I also want to take this opportunity to thank people that have sent emails to the Hotmail account. Um, we've got loads and I am going to, I think, I was originally going to like talk about them in this intro, but I think what I'm going to have to do is do a little secret, secret. it's not going to be secret, it's a little bonus episode where I just talk about the emails because loads of people are sending me recommendations and stuff. Please keep sending stuff, it's great, to romesh88 at hotmail.com. That's romesh88 at hotmail.com. Okay, Jordan Stevens, uh, Royce the Five Nine album recommendation, Return of Room Uh I hope you like the podcast. Goodbye. <coughs> This is the Hip Hop Saved My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back because it's time for the podcast. Welcome to Hip Hop Saved My Life. What episode are we on, Rumad? I don't know because I've been away for a while. You have been away, mate. And Mm. the reason you... Thank you, Jordan. Sorry. Uh, We've got Jordan here. We'll introduce you. Well, Jordan, you can talk... (laughs) You can talk. I did say talk if you feel like it, but he's yeah. fucking absolutely twatted his way straight in. He knows what right episode off it the is. bat. Uh, he knows what episode it is. Uh, Rumad, yeah. Um, the reason you've been away from the podcast is mm. because you're a dad now, right? A, I am a dad now. Yeah. Um, and can you inform the? Li- I told everybody that you had a boy called Romesh. Did you? On the last, obviously um, you don't. No, listen to, I, when you I'm obviously not on you don't these, listen, don't to, listen to the podcast that you're not on. But that's what I announced. But obviously that is bullshit now. So can right. you furnish us with the requisite information? We had a had a girl called Martha, which I quite like. It's a very nice. nice. Name. Mm. It's a great name. And yeah. how has Father mm. treating you? It's good. Yeah, quite tired, but... Um, is Martha sleeping through? She is, actually. My partner's put her in a good routine. Hold on, how old? Seven weeks? Seven weeks, she's sleeping yeah. through? Yeah. Well, no, Fuck no, she'll, like, mate. wake up at three. Okay. Um, um, by sleeping fed, through, are you guys referring to sleeping a whole night? Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, Jordan, Jordan's yeah. actually... You've actually still got your best years ahead of you, so... Yeah. You're not in this situation. We're just... Rupert and I are just waiting to die now. It is an, <laughs> it is a, it is a, an obvious eye-opener, though, isn't it? Are you ever yes. tempted mm. to just give the child a little bit of alcohol? Mm, hasn't got to that, but I, I, uh, yeah, that is a good. I've heard that they do that. I, I'm not saying I would. I'm just intrigued. I um, let my airplane. eldest kid try prosecco for the first time. <laughs> that's though. fine. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's like middle class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, ha- it's good to have you back, bro. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, is are you enjoying being a dad? Is it? A I thing? love it. Do you think you're going to be good at it? I think so. Yeah. 
But it's sort of the, you're at that stage, aren't you, where you cut, there's not much you can do as the man. No, you're useless, actually. Yeah. In fact, I, I do feel a bit like that. Yeah. Just yeah. occasionally. I'll tell you what I found fucking mad. And sorry, Jordan, because you haven't had a kid. But, you know. No. But you can chip in on this. Whatever you, whatever mm. opinions you've got, feel free to. Um, but I when you... I've got you once. Okay, there you go. So you can relate. It is yeah. very similar. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, when you when a, a lady has a baby, yeah. and she goes I mean, to that's, the that's maternity another... ward, yeah. um, men are scum in yeah. that whole area. So yeah. I, I I didn't get asked my name until after the birth. Yeah, the they call, they just, mate, like, the whole time name? I was there, they just like referred to me hours. as Packy Number One. <laughs> <laughs> that's the NHS for you. It's unbelievably untrue. <laughs> I, I know, that. I'm Sri Lankan. It doesn't make sense. No. Yeah, that is. So, but they do like that. They said, uh, I remember like when Lisa first had our first mm. kid, and then the, mid, the ner- one of the nurses came in, do you want a cup of tea? And mm. Lisa went, I'm fine. And I went, I'm fine too. And she looked at me <laughs> as if to say, you thought I was fucking you don't even thinking there, about getting you a tea. <laughs> yeah. Penis it's on legs. That yeah. Goodbye, yeah. reproductive yeah. organ. You did cause that. Next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we when, s- I was, when I was born, yeah. um, the doctors thought I... <clears throat> had jaundice and then my mum just told them I was mixed race oh my god wow <laughs> you sure? that's not true. 100% true 100% Jesus true. Christ they had to show they had to sh- my mum had to show my dad so they didn't diagnose me with it wow that's also apparently how do you know that you haven't got jaundice <laughs> like you've assumed it's just, you've assumed <laughs> that it's you might have had jaundice this is a bit deep fucking bro, this is a bit deep to start with Actually, uh, also, yeah, go on. Word on road is um, they picked me up. My my mum's last name was Bolting, yeah, and she was in the hospital next to a Boateng, like a real life Boateng, yeah. Mm. That family do politics in there, yeah, and they picked me up as yeah. a Boateng, and my mum had to ask me back. Wow! Oh my God! Is that is this Where, true? Hospital? Another it? fact story. You have this way of delivering stuff. I've hospital. got no Whittington. idea if you're telling the truth. It's the or truth. Or yeah. They thought you, the had, you They thought you were also a jaundiced baby. I fell asleep in my birth canal as well. For real. You fell asleep in your birth canal. <laughs> yeah. I was chilling. Oh my God! So it's a bit mad, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's all true. Uh, so anyway, listen. Uh, congratulations, Thanks, man. Very happy days. A lot of people are asking. I went to see Ocean Wisdom in a week. Oh, was he asking? Was he? He wasn't asking. No. That. I didn't speak to him directly. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people are asking after you. There's a lot of podcast fans in there. Really? I say a lot. Three. Ah, oh, okay. That's uh, nice. One of them was my brother. Oh, okay. um, but uh, people were asking after you. So thanks, guys. And a lot of them going, "Is he Asian?" Still, people still think saying it. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway. You're not. No. Oh. <laughs> Just joined this. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> So we've got Jordan. Jordan, how are you doing, mate? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for allowing me to come Are we on. referring to you as Jordan? Because you're, you're about to do... You're about to release... A, what About? Yeah. You're working on a new album. I've got... Yeah, so basically how what happened is Rizzle Kicks happened. Yeah. And um, I was, I've been Jordan from Rizzle Kicks for a minute. Yeah. Jordan Stevens being my full name. Then after Rizzle Kicks, I made this band called Wildhood, which is like me and my dad and this guy Tommy... <clears throat> Which is like not, it's like probably the antithesis of Rizzle Kicks, I'd say. It's like funky grunge. Right. And then I realised I didn't have a rap name and it kind of bugged me. Yeah. Um, Al the Native is a play on the world alternative. Nice. So I thought that encapsulates my vibe. Mm. And here we are. So I've released like two songs. Yeah, don't chat shit about me. Couple heads calling me a bounty. Bounty on your head for that level of respect. I'm a coconut because I hide traders around me. Yeah, I raiders around me to press play. I don't want to cross circles. You squarely hate man for trying angles that played me on stations. End game. Yeah. I can sense hate. I'm a sensei with a sensei. That's my best mate. I trust Josh all my life. You'll be out of mind. Could you fist head shakes? The reception's all right. I've done a load of this producer called Pete Cannon. Um, yeah. I, actually, I actually did record something with Ocean the other day. Ocean is someone I grew up with. Yeah. Pete Cannon's yeah. wicked, man. Right, you know Pete. Yeah, yeah. so he's. Ma- I've made like 30 songs of him. Right. Um, we both have ADHD though, so finishing those songs and putting them out is yeah. effort yeah uh, but it's pretty cool it's like me singing and rapping um, not I wouldn't say I'm going for like a kind of pop thing it's just like more more old school than it has been when I don't you, know it's a bit weird when you did Rizzle Kick yes were you uh, were you going for anything then like, yeah Jurassic 5 is that right yeah man yeah, the pop thing was an accident actually. It like and a beautiful one at yeah. that. But like it was, 
it were, yeah J5 was the point at which we decided that was the kind of hip hop we wanted to represent right and like our first demos were of that ilk mm. a lot of Brighton hip hop producers like Tom Caruana and and um like Heinz Heinz and stuff, we were we were taking we were using those sounds and Gizmo, all these guys, yeah. they were giving us these like horn heavy mm. kind of breakbeat samples. And it was Dag Nabbit from Foreign Beggars. You know, I bought a beat off from 50 quid in Whitechapel right. to, to trumpets. Um, but then obviously we remade it and, and made it all large and that. Yeah. But um yeah, that was it. We were going for a style of hip hop that was from the golden age. Yeah. We had Charlie Taylor from Jurassic Five. Did a song of him. And he was saying that they he's were dope. Yeah, he's yeah. unbelievable. But he was saying that they were trying to when they came out, he used to go and do like freestyles and stuff and they're all about trying to keep it clean and stuff like that. And Jurassic Five it's a weird one. Oh what, like no swearing? That was the rules at this mm, at this, at this free, uh, but then I don't think they were going for anything. They just like it was like uh they were trying to kick against what was coming out of the West Coast at that time. Do you know what I mean? So. I, yeah, I think like I, I feel like it was it was just a thing of we were quite. I remember just being really happy. Yeah, and I think because I, I I lived I lived in London until I was eleven in Neasden, which is like a proper shithole. Yeah, and like when I moved to Brighton to go to secondary school, I thought it was great. <laughs> like I remember <laughs> thinking like this is lovely. Yeah, and like grime had just properly popped off. Right, like two thousand and three or four. Mm. So I used to go to the youth club, and there'd be like these grime sets. Yeah, like, <laughs> I actually remember like being genuinely too happy to be there like people yeah. were like you know you don't want no war war and I think the best line I came out of was I leave your boys running like colours in the whitewash right which was still quite mm. it's chore based um, but anyway it, it was I, I, I was like quite um, I was quite upbeat so I, I, I thought why not I'll just rap about other stuff like yeah. you know, school and, and having fun and yeah. on grass nice <laughs> no, actual grass and yeah. Anyway, yeah, but like, so yeah, and then me and Harzers did that together, and then it popped off really, and yeah. that's I think what what that was our lane really was just being happy, right? Or happy-ish. And do you think that's why you became so successful? Because it did sound like when you guys came out, yeah, you did, yeah, you didn't sound like fast. anything that was out at that time. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was a month. It, the whole, my whole life changed in a month. Basically, it's really weird. It was like July two thousand and ten. So we went into the charts like 144 and by the end of it we were 8 and we were 8 for like 2 months it was mad so suddenly life was like boof and I think the re- I think the doors had already been opened for rap to be ex- to be digested yeah like indie had kind of died properly by this point and then like Chipmunk had come through and Tinchy and like people were open to rap um, and so then when we came along I think we were not only rap but like less threatening as, yeah. as annoying as like as kind of like politically frustrating that is to admit um, that was a, a, it's almost like a colorism that, that we um, benefited from almost like yeah. a reverse prejudice you're like a cuddly version of the culture you know what I mean we get a lot of we get a lot of people going like I don't normally like hip hop but yeah. Right, yeah. I like you a lot because I'm not scared of you, basically. Yeah, and I'd be like, yeah, like well, you, you should might, listen to what you, I listen to. You might be black, but you could be jaundiced and it feels safe. <laughs> Yo, not far, <laughs> not far for real. But like, I always, I'll always hold that as I, I, I personally love how far that got us, though, because yes. in the same to the same extent of it being like a bit of like a access granted by maybe us being mixed race or just being less threatening or whatever they're also we were doing these hip-hop gigs in like corners of england that <laughs> just like i never and i remember you get tweets and the who we were next to so the basis of both our albums are hip-hop yeah. the singles are pretty poppy yeah but like there's not one tune yeah. that isn't like a break like a breakbeat yeah, and yeah. me rapping and hardly singing and these people were buying like singles by really, really, really poppy acts who were there for like two songs, this mm. da, da, da. and then us. And I remember thinking, I kind of rate that. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it'd be like yeah. The Wanted and yeah. like 1D's first single and then Rizzle Kicks. And I'd mm. be like, they are in this p- place like Folkestone or like Inverness. I remember I did a gig in Inverness. Hip hop hands like, and I was like, oh, if I can spread that, yeah, that vibe, maybe I'm a gateway and then they can start getting onto the real hard stuff. <laughs> The weird thing about that, though, is you obviously, like, from what you just said, you've come at it from, like, a hip-hop background or whatever. And then suddenly you're thrown into, like... Into pop. Into being alongside pop stars and shit like that. I sound like I was getting emotional, though. It's just got a slightly sore throat. I know, you're right, too. Yeah, so... It is is emotional, man. Yeah, it's touching. (laughs) Life's hard. Yeah. Well, the question is, is that that is a... That's a weird thing, because, like, 
when you started doing it, you're doing it from a hip hop perspective. So I imagine in your head you're thinking, I'm going to be performing with hip hoppers. You know, I'm going to be performing with yeah, these rappers yeah, yeah. that I love and blah blah blah. Yeah. And then suddenly you're thrown into this thing where you're performing with like alongside the wanted or whatever. Yeah, mad. That's that's <laughs> a that's a weird thing because that wasn't yeah. obviously you're aspiring for success, but you're not aspiring for that side of it necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. By the time I really realised what was going on, it was too late. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean like I remember I remember when we when we released Trumpets it was kind of like we had an underground love as well it was yes. like and a lot of the grime artists and everyone who I loved they were like back in it and I was like oh man this is mad for me you know you might hear me make a racket like Wilson cause I love summer no Rachel Wilson the winter will come we just have parties inside it's still fun pump this we're banging chase your boyfriend let's have him we're rowdy girls make our judgement cloudy but when the sun comes out we're still alkies we don't wanna be lousy and then I made a <laughs> a very amongst my peer group I made a controversial call of jumping on the Ollie Murs track right because I like him he seems nice I've heard all the X Factor people he seems nice yes. but I just knew it would get number one so I literally me and Harley had, me, me and Harley had a conversation where we're like obviously it's not probably not yeah. great in terms of what our positioning that he wants to nick a bit of our cool as it were that's yeah. you, um, but I knew it would go number one and at yeah. the time we did get a number one and, and we were number eight so it was like quite a big thing for us to do that and Ollie yeah. is a lovely guy but it was like those moves and then Mama do the hump that was produced by Fatboy Slim, you know? Yeah. Like, that was, like, a massive moment. Mm. We made that, like, way before it came, obviously way before it came out, but we, when we were working around that, it was like, oh, you know, but because of how successful it it got, the song, it, you then, yeah, you get moved into this other field now. Yes. Where it's like, mm. suddenly, you got this catchy song and people don't mention the fact that it's a Fatboy produced tune or anything like that. And I do, I do feel, I'm not just saying this because you hear that, but it's not like... You didn't come across like some people that had like were cynically going for the. I mean, I know what you're talking about with the Ollie Murs thing. Oh yeah, that was the, but, like, but that was only one. That's yeah, like, no, but, but really you didn't come across as like guys that were trying to cynically grab that because it wasn't like there was loads of sort of poppy hip hop acts before you guys turned up. Yeah. You know I mean, British pop. So it's like it's yeah, kind of true. that's what you do. Do you know what I mean? You, you your sound happens to be more accessible. It was commercial. It's yeah. like when you like chat to like you know comedians. Some of the, a lot of these mainstream comedians, it's not because they thought talking about this is what's going to get me like mm. loads of stuff. It's just that this is what I find funny. Yeah, you know what I mean, so yeah, totally. It's like it's just how it is. So. And also, I think I think actually that was the that I, I then became victim to that mentality because right. well, I say victim, but I then directly battled hit, um, the pop scene on that yeah. basis because when I got to the second album, I was wanting to do more like mid tempo stuff, mm. and I just started to you know feel things yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I was like and then uh, I wanted to I was more opinionated I was just growing up basically do you know what I mean when I got famous I was like 19 so I was, I was like 21 and I was like yeah. oh I've got I've got thoughts now like yeah. I want to properly how difficult is it to still be a good bloke because like at 19 like I always think if you get stuff that young then it's difficult to awful. not become a prick yeah right? isn't that very hard I probably hard? would have become awful yeah, yeah. I think like I, I had a reasonably good set of people around me but it is it's, it's it was like a hectic. Yeah. We lived in this flat called the dungeon. Me and me and my, me Harley and two of our mates. And it was, I literally sold a pilot of writing about it. It is mental. When really? we were at peak fame, we mm, were renting yeah. this place in Islington. Yeah. <laughs> that was just living the dream. Carnage. Like really? I can't even. It was carnage. It didn't even have a living room. It was just pure carnage. Like it was like <coughs> these lives colliding was hilarious. My mate was in art college. My other mate was working for like a, a yacht. It's a great. He's a great actor actually. A yacht and private yacht and plane selling business wow. <laughs> it was just this weird mm. cauldron but um anyway yeah what i'm gonna say is is when it became when it came to us in the second album people were like you now have to make an effort to keep up with what it is yeah you know you've got to emulate evolve. what you did before yeah emulate slash evolve with the with the new um like stuff was getting more dancing right, right 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 i just didn't want to do it yeah and then and then and then it Wait, who when you say you're told you've got to evolve who's telling you that so <clears throat> I made a couple of like I know I knew what I wanted to do with the second album and like the difficult second album is reminding people that you're like new yeah. and I was literally I was going ah I, mean, I was like I have an audience now I want to show them the real hip hop I love so like it's more hip hop in the second album yeah, yeah. and like I want it to be a coherent package I was doing skits and that and uh, they're kind of like yeah but you need to be like boof you know you need to do something because mm. a pop star and a musician are two different careers yeah. and we were stuck in between the kind of act that has like two years off and comes back because we were smiley and that 
we were more expected to be part of the machine, just yeah. like more singles, more songs, more albums. So when I say that, I mean, one, I remember I, I overrode a couple of decisions to put, put particular songs first, and I got Pete Cannon to produce Lost Generation, and it was all wicked. But then when they weren't getting the figures they wanted on the basis we had a platinum selling first album, then they started saying to me like, oh, you need to get this here and there. Mm. And then uh, me being me was like, no. So with uh, Al the Native, are you sort of, what is it, what kind of music are you doing with that? Al the Native is like, I know, I'm just like rapping and singing. It's, it's uh, part of me, it, it's poppy in that it's got choruses. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I've given it, a, I don't know if, if I wanted to really look at things and go, I want to get back in the market. I think I'd, I think I'd give it a different, it's yeah. me just having fun with Pete basically. Right, right, right. And getting some cool people on it, like Mav, I've done a tune with Maverick Sabre and like, um, Heems from that from that's racist sweatshop boys that just mates I'd known who I, oh, I really love and this girl Bobby Johnson who I saw at a cipher in Brighton yeah. she's amazing yeah Ocean I did a, a little thing with him uh, yeah. we'll see what happens with that yeah so it's just like a fun thing wicked wicked um, uh, look forward to when is it coming out you don't know I don't know when the album's coming out but there's a couple of things if you typing out Al the Native on Spotify and like YouTube and that. Have you set up your own label to release it? Or I've got a thing called Bad Colour. Mm, what's that? Um, it was. It's, it's. It was. I wanted it to be a movement, which was actually um, trying to push the notion of critical thought, and then, and then I found it quite difficult to do as a main thing. And now Kanye is kind of going on this whole free thinking vibe as well. So like, it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, but but the, but it's fundamentally what I wanted is a collective of creatives right. so that everyone's kind of yeah, doing. Yeah. But that's my one. Uh, so you're into critical thought, are you? I'm into the idea that when we are maybe distracted from using it, right? But actually, the more I think about it, maybe the less I care. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, I, I, I but mean, Bad Colour, I was just trying to say, it was. I was trying to create a movement that would be a positive influence on youth culture, basically. But right. that would be my label, mm. and I want people to work for it, if you, if yeah, if you want to come mm. and work for back Me? Yeah, because you're working... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who are yeah. you working with now? I'm working with Tom Davis, yeah, fuck friend of the podcast. How? Massive guy. Yeah. 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 Now fuck him off, mate. Go work with Jordan. Okay, bad Colour, yeah. yeah tell him on, on Monday. <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hey man what's your favorite hip-hop album so we need to talk about how you got into hip hop. Uh, but I want to talk, before we talk about that, I want to talk about your favourite album. Because basically, when I saw what your favourite album, hip hop album yeah. is, I got super fucking excited. Yeah. <laughs> so can you tell us what was your favourite hip hop album? Farrah Monch. Mate. Desire. That's all she wrote. Wanna quest to qualify for these inquisitive quotes. Quirk ass MCs be as queer as folk. Talking about nigga can rap. No shit, Sherlock. Y'all if you can't see me like Matt Murdock. Pharaoh Monk. We nearly had him on this, didn't we? We did, but he pulled out later. Yeah. You know I did a remix for a Rizzle Kick song with Pharaoh Monch and Charlie Tuna on it. Right. In fact the lineup was the lineup was Pharaoh Monch. Pro Green, Ed Sheeran, my mate Heinzy, Heinzy Hines from Imagineers Brian, yeah. Dr. Syntax, Pav from Foreign Beggars. A lot. A lot of people. And Charlie Tuna, yeah. And oh. it was like one of the greatest moments of my whole life. Stay on my grizzle, spit, spittle, swivel, and with the rizzle kicks, never fizzle. Will not spit gibberish, riddle me this. I forget about it. Hit him with chest to touch of love a little bit. Marsoon, competition is simply drizzling, whistling dicks. Miss me with that, you will get just the word. Don't you know them, I said my damn remember my memorex cause earthquakes, tremors, T-Bo, then you would One of the greatest moments. Were they all in the same room? Listen, right? Check this out, yeah. I've hit the Donny up on Twitter. This is my favorite artist ever okay like oh top five 
he's hit me back like, yo, I heard you, Cats. I was like, already going nuts. Yeah, this is like a massive, Desire's a big influence as well. Do you know what I would have done? I promise you, what you need to do, you need to put the phone down and just go and masturbate and come back. But you know what? Because you've got so much shit going on there. Do you, do you know, know what I mean? I actually did because he, he always used to tweet, go and say, oh, fiddlesticks, right? right. And I'm there going, listen, our name is Rizzle Kicks. He finally gets to, to multi-syllab with fiddlesticks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if that's not a reason yeah, in itself. Yeah. yeah. So I spoke to my to the guy at the label. I want to get Pharaoh on it. Da, 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 da. I'm in the studio, bro. I get my email. It just has a Pharaoh Munch. Dreamers remix. And then just an attachment. I see the attachment. I'm like, don't do this to me, man. Mm. And I open it up in the middle of a session. And I press play. And it goes, hey, actually, I'm a grizzle. Spit spittle swivel and with the rizzle kicks. And I literally... I, this is not, and I'm not exaggerating. I threw my headphones on the floor and I ran. <laughs> I oh, ran right. as far as I could because I couldn't, I couldn't. And then I got back to the headphones, right? And I just amped myself up. And, and I was like, you he's delayed He's going to say fiddlesticks. <laughs> and he goes, oh, whatever, fiddlesticks. And I was just. <laughs> oh my God. Mate, right. it was, it was amazing. That's sick, man. Yeah, so, for, but that album, Desire, yeah, that was. Um, Why do you like Desire more, more, uh, like so much as to his others? Because it was introduced to me by like my family, um, by my mum and her friend Andy Oliver. And um, it was just very eclectic in its yeah. sound, you know? And I've been brought up already on kind of a bizarre array of music like Nirvana and like Beck, a lot of trip pop, um, a Portishead and Sneaker Pimps, and then actually Gangstar and um, De La Soul. But when I heard Desi Desire, it was like he had this unconventional flow and I yeah. was aware of Simon Says, but it was just like this whole, the choruses yeah, and yeah. push was like. I know. And, so I, and I think, I think, and still to this day, Okay, I'm gonna say yeah. Still to this day, it has my favorite. I'd say maybe favorite eight bar ever, which is in um, is it Let Go with but, mate that tune. I honestly think that's the best yeah, tune. Oh my god, it's Black Milk, isn't it? But I think it's Black Milk produced it. It's really fucking unbelievable. That song. Light them up, fire them up, yeah. Fire them up, let them blow. Yeah, I mean, but he says. Um, Oh, they researched my yo. This is it. They researched my stem cells. Clone ten of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sent one of them back in time just to get rid of me. That's your own definition. From having verbal epiphanies. Now that's new definition to your own worst enemy. Oh my god. That mm -hmm. I'm hearing that and being like. And then, and then there's another. There's another line where he goes. Uh, he can rap no shit, sure. Like you MCs can't see me like Matt, Matt Murdock. It's oh. fucking. It's so good. Yeah. It's so fucking good. And man. also, um, what's the one with the asthma at the start? The raps like Star Wars. Yeah, except yeah. only the stars dying. There's no sequels. <laughs> what is that? As a dope it's so doing. good, man. I love Ferrum. So yeah, I'm glad you like the album. Mate. But massive, so massive because of the production and the singing. And he's also got a great singing voice. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I love him on. Uh, do you follow him on Twitter? Obviously, you do. I, well, not so much. I don't really go on social media so much anymore. Oh, do you not? No, because that's Kanye good. West. That's good for your mental health, man. No, I mean that's literally the only reason. It like, started to really fuck me up. Really? Yeah, man. I uh, I've started getting to this habit of fucking cutting people off on Twitter, and it's. Not I used to good. love doing that. Yeah, but it's, I just don't. It's quite fun. I don't mean going on the offensive, and if somebody says something, like somebody, if someone says something negative to you, you're. Somebody tweeted me. Well, I just get there's a lot of somebody somebody tweeted me. Uh, I said something like it was like a really innocent tweet. So basically, what happened was I was just having a, like a really hungry day at home, mm. and like I was going to order a pizza, and then I thought I'm going to have a sandwich instead, mm. and then I ate that sandwich, and then I was still hungry, so I ate another sandwich, and I was still hungry, so I ordered a pizza. So it's yeah. like a fucking ultimate fuck up. So I just <laughs> tweeted that. And then somebody tweeted me back going, well, you can't get sandwiches or pizza in Sri Lanka, so fuck you, mate. I'm like, dude, <laughs> fucking what the fuck has that got to do with they anything? I never thought that until they'd seen your tweet. <laughs> That's amazing. I used to do that on match days, on, on football match days. Yeah. I, used, I just used to send out, like, when Rizzle Kicks were, like, when we were everywhere, Yeah. I'd just be like, man, you suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get people coming back them, yeah. who followed me and the racism. It was funny. It's be yeah. like, oh, what do you know, you fucking monkeys? Be like, whoa, it's Jesus. like not to a hundred. Yeah, yeah, because I said, man, you suck. I know. It's yeah. very exposing of people's fragility. Yeah, I did like this uh, football's funniest moments, and I said something about Stephen Gerrard falling over. Oh no. Oh, what's that? That uh, was yeah. awful. And then um, 
Was that when recently? When no, it, I did no, it. Was I lost ago. the fucking premiere. He said yeah. this does not slip, and then he slipped, and then like, it was really, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it like, was beautiful. In actually. terms of the, in terms of life, the greatest mm. game of things. Yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful. It's but for him, for him, horrible. Yeah, and for Liverpool, horrible. And then it, I know when that show is re- repeated because I get death threats from Liverpool. Fans. Really? Yeah, it's fucking mad. Rack your brains. You put some thought. What was the first hip hop album you bought? Okay, what was your uh, first hip hop album? Right, there's two. I bought a tape cassette of Big Willie Star. Mm. <laughs> in my now, local... r- remind me, what track does Big Willie Star have on it? Is that? Oh, I don't know. I, f- I want to say Miami. Here I am in the place where I come, let go. In Miami, the base and the sunset low. Every day like a Mardi Gras. Everybody party all day. No work, all play, okay? So we sip a little something, leave the rest to spill. Me and Charlie at the bar, running up a high bill. Nothing less than ill when we dress to kill. Every time the ladies pass, they be like... I, I, think, I think it was his first big album, yeah. I feel like. But it was like... I, I, I bought a Fisher Price tape machine in a, at a car boot sale right. and it had wheels and a bus for, yeah. it came with it free man it's great that knocks man yeah for real so <laughs> yeah. I wanted to add to what was already an eclectic yeah. Like, yeah. bad boy collection and the first two I bought this, I bought Slim Shady this mm. is actually in my corner shop I bought My Name Is on tape cassette and Big Willie Star they would just buy the Pokemon cards right so and I, I remember as well because I used to bump My Name Is and my mum <laughs> I think that's one of the few times I'd maybe heard something before my mum because normally she puts me onto music mm. and she was just <laughs> she's quite surprised. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, "Hi, kids. Do you like violence?" Yeah, it's really weird. Or maybe that, I bought it in response. I don't it's know, very but. difficult to remember what it was like to first hear that song. Oh man! But like that, uh, I mum had to explain to me what the palms to hold to hide line meant. I didn't understand. <laughs> but like the chorus, it just his style was so mad on that song. I know. It felt like. At that time, it felt like I'd never heard anything really like it. Do you know what I mean? It was fucking. It was quite very unique. Yeah. Maybe uh, I heard. Maybe I seen him and then I bought it. I don't know. But like, Big Willie style was so Big Willie style. Technically, the first album. Getting jiggy it. with it. That's the one. Getting jiggy with it. Na, 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 na. Yeah. Getting jiggy with it na, is na, na, uh, na, na, na. is the song that um, when you go to a party and they're not playing hip hop. And then you ask him to play hip hop. Yeah, they don't normally wedding, play yeah. getting jiggy with it yeah. at a wedding or some shit. Yeah, like I mean that. it's classic. Then all the hip hop. Will Smith is underrated. I'm gonna go and say it right there. He is underrated. And do you correct. know why? Because what? Who's really bodied a tune like Men in Black Two though? Yes. Like he not only did he not only did he come with a flow delivery. Yeah. And multis. Yeah. Yeah. My man also explains the film without spoiling it. I know. I know. Not only did he body the track, he bodied the franchise because that film was shit. <laughs> It's coming, it's coming back, isn't it? Yeah, it's coming back. I auditioned for that, actually. Did you? Yeah, Tom did as well. Yeah, everyone. I, I thought, and I thought I went uh, in going like, wow, I get to be part of the legacy. Oh. And then I saw like, Phone Jacker walking after, Kavan, Novak, and I was like, I just don't have a chance, really. I'm in with literally every comedian in London. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I didn't even get the fucking call, man. Uh, listen, I know with, this is a hip-hop podcast, but I've got to talk to you about Rogue One, man. Yeah. So, how did that, did you audition for that? No. What happened? Mate, I just got put in it. This is your fucking life, man. Isn't that a joke? Mm. No, bruv. I thought it was a joke. You have to understand this. Yeah. Right. So basically, I was. I remember I, I, I got missed five missed calls from my agent. Mm. You know, it doesn't happen. It no. was weird. Because you well, normally answer. <laughs> no, because right. usually I don't, they don't care that much. Right, right, right. <laughs> They'll be like, ring me up like you've got an audition. And if I don't ring it back, they're like, okay. I mean, you're lost. But yeah. you know, like, <laughs> they're like, they're like, wrote five times. Oh, shit, what's going on? They're like, you've got to sign this NDA for this film, Los Alamos. And I was like, okay, cool. Signed an NDA, went and worked in a prison. And I only say this because I had to have my phone in. So I was like, you know, did this whole therapy thing. Came out. Yeah, and I must have opened this thing. And like the fucking lines of dialogue, you had like Darth Vader and that. And I was like, I actually fell off my bike. I, I actually was, I was actually, I shouldn't have been doing it at the same time. But I was, <laughs> I was cycling and reading, fell off my bike, rung up my agent and was like, yo, like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, what do you mean? I was like, this is Star Wars. They were like, oh, um, do you want to do it? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, what do I need to nah, learn? Right. She was like, no, they want you on Friday. Wow. So I fully thought the piss was getting taken out of me, basically, until I saw Riz. And I went on set on Friday, I got given an induction. I just, to this day, I'm still a bit baffed. But about a week into filming, like or for like bits of days this this little woman came up to me and was like hey jordan i uh, cast you in this film i saw glue and i love rizzle kicks so uh 
Jesus Christ. And I was like, fuck it. Yeah, that's what I felt. I was like, that is mad that you did oh, that. I just fucking... I know, man. I buzzed for you. Yeah, oh, for real. Although it was, oh. it was, it was quite this. One, one time I'll go into all the stories, it was quite something. But the one that was, that was quite funny, basically, because I turned up and to give an, ex- an idea of the stress that happens in these situations. I turned up, right, and I'm left-handed. <laughs> and I, I did a tiny part in a show called Last Panthers. Yeah. And it was hell. Like, I, I had the left, and they yeah. were just, like, freaking out, right? So I went up to the weapons guys, and my start was just like, look, straight up, I'm left-handed. Like, <laughs> I just want to let you know yeah. this before. And they were just like, oh, mate, oh, you're left-handed? That'll be fine, son. I tell you what, you just hold it in one hand. Don't even put the strap on. You just hold it in one hand. Everyone else is going to be holding it with their right hands and that. Like, you look like a, you're, mate, you look, you stand right out, mate. It's actually good that you're left-handed. Yeah. It's good. You don't have to worry about it. So I was like... <laughs> so you're thinking, fuck, I'm going to be like the star of Rogue I was one. like, mate, yeah. I'm going to run around with them. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get a close-up going like... Buck up, buck up, buck up. Yeah, it's going to be like a Star Wars yeah. slash Boys in the Goddamn Hood. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, sweet. So, um, anyway didn't happen like that so yeah. I, I we ain't got into this rehearsal scene and I'm there like and I've got to squat up and down and then there was just this like stop stop and then it was like what and he goes Jordan oh man <laughs> why are you holding the gun so fucking weird <laughs> and I was like I was like I'm, I'm left handed he's like oh great <laughs> He's left-handed. <laughs> Somebody show him how to hold a fucking gun. And I was literally just like, oh, my days. And then the guys, the guys and the weapons came over. And they were like, oh, mate, I'm so sorry. I was like, just don't worry about it. But that's, I think this is fucking amazing. I know, it's mental, yeah. Oh, man. Hip-hop gripes. What do you not like about hip-hop? I just think, like, at the moment, it's, it's, it's I think we're, there is a particular disregard for lyricism at the moment. Right, and what has made you? Uh, what is there any? Is there yeah, any? Just, you know what it is. It's like I don't want to be. You know, I I I I try and pull myself up on maybe being a bit elitist or like anti live and let live. I mean, like why 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 does it matter? Mm. But sometimes I do catch myself and think like mid noughties, mate. Yeah. When Ludacris was pop. Yeah. Punchlines, bruv. I know. You know, like. CEO, you ain't got a CID. I'm young, wild, and strip like T, like that kind of yeah, yeah. enigmatic, like lyric-based punchline stuff. I used yeah. to love it, and now if you are someone who enjoys hip hop for lyrics, you have to search now. That's all. That's that's literally all I'm saying. You yes. you have to like dig it out, and it's not. And and sometimes I think mm, you could just say something a little like just a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that. I don't. I'm not sure if I agree with myself. But if I was to have an issue, that that would be yeah. It. It's a difficult because we've had this discussion a fair bit on here and um, about like you know obviously you've got like mumble rap and all that kind of thing, and then you've yeah. got like uh, you know people not really doing multi-syllabics on trap and shit like that. But I don't know, multi-syllabics isn't a thing. Well, Royce and Eminem dropped that tune recently, which was dope. Oh my Cat god, have you heard it? Really? No, mate, it's so god. dope. You've not heard it, Cat No. Royce is holding it down for scene, you know. Yeah. Don't you grade me next to these rappers, baby, that's degrading. My style got so many different facets, I switch into so many different patches. I'm skipping class to be fascinating. My pen is like Big Ben, it's just a classic waiting. Your favorite rapper come at me, I just decapitating. I'll hit congratulating these hashmas who had their highs. These rappers only won their matches because they strategize. I bring adequate to these patterns and here's my battle cry. Well, actually, because have you listened to have you listened to the album? I've, I've heard the, the, the songs good? he's put videos to. So the Royce Five Nine just put out of this album. Oh, he's dope anyway. Uh, what's it called? Book of Ryan, I think it's called. But he did. He also did an album recently with Primo. Yeah. Because like they did oh, Prime yeah. and then they just did Prime Two. Yeah. Which I listened to, but I think this album's better than Prime. Um, but the Eminem. This so basically, I I said that I we talked about on this podcast that Eminem's albums his latest album is not all that right. So I got fucking slaughtered by people just going, "You don't know shit." Eminem's a fucking. Which short. album is that? This latest one. I don't even know what it's called. No. With, I don't um, even know what's. Oh, with, with the with the, Walk on Water on it. Is that the one with Ed? With, yeah, there is. Oh, with Beyonce. And, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, there's a lot. Of there's cameos. Beyonce. Walk on Water's Beyonce. I found his. I found. I'm a quite. I've been a fan of Eminem for a while, yeah. and I find his new delivery really difficult to listen to. Yes. Mm. Well, that's what we said. Well, I didn't say. It. Well, we basically, I wasn't a fan of the latest album, but I love Eminem. Like, yeah. I love him, right? And that's what makes it more difficult to sort of like, if something's not like what you're hoping for. And then I got sent the link to this track when it came out, like, so many times from people going, How'd you fucking like this? 
Eminem can spit suck on that dickhead. Oh, well, yeah, happy. Yeah. yeah. But the, tr- the thing is, that all that, but all that does is it serves to prove that he, how was... much more upsetting that album is. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not, he's Incapable, still got it yeah. in his locker and he's chosen Ooh, not to do it. Do I you know. know what I mean? Looking at a tiller, the killer, the caterpillar. Don't tell me when I'm supposed to rap until, especially when your favorite rapper ain't even half as ill as ever. Still attracts a banana pill, attack at a silver back gorilla. You're having a little trouble fathoming this is actually happening. Like Anderson Silva back when he snapped the shin in half and then had this shit hanging by a flapper skin after he tried to plant the shit back on the mat again. And I know that he, like, he's talked about in interviews and he talks about in his songs how he's under pressure to develop and evolve as an artist. And it's similar to what you were talking about earlier with, like, you know, Rizzle Kicks or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but at the same time you just want people to make real hip-hop i think it's just like it's good that royce brought it out in him but i i do i i will say though just to back my gone point like because i have heard this discussed i've i'm accepting of the change for sure i just sometimes like um it does baffle me a bit just, just or, or like the kind of egocentric notion of it so like I, re- I just remember a time, and I don't know if this is indicative of our time of social media or just the, our relationship with consumerism, materialism, but like Tribe were not rapping about the set. They were they had stories, mm. but you know, it was a different vibe. Obviously, pub- Public Enemy was probably the last, what I feel like, pro- well, not last, but protest music. Kind yes. Of. And then like, Miseducation of Lauryn Hill would be, a, would be top five albums for me ever. And that ability to communicate in an empathic way, empathetic way with like a community and structured in a way, questioning social, like I still haven't heard, I would even go as far as say artists, not even just female artists to to Mm. make something that culturally, you know, and I, I don't know, I get frustrated when I see old videos of Lauren, like rapping live with the Fuji, she's ill. Like that is ill. She sings rap. It's like it's incredible what she did. So sometimes it's that thing of maybe I'm, maybe it's a bit philistine. Cardi B, I've been bumping her up. Right? Yeah. There's something about the venom in which she raps, and she and she has this like brutal honesty that gives me that same vibe. So I do. So when that happens, I go, it still it's exists. Hope. Yeah. Yeah. It still exists. Mm. It's just what in what. F- yeah. I don't know, but it's it, that. That's the only thing I would get. And also, Cardi's obsessed with money, but she's very open about it. You know? Well, it's it's a funny one, isn't it? Because you feel like, because uh, like Catherine, do you know Catherine Ryan? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Catherine sees Cardi B as like ultimate sort of feminist icon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, she yeah, just yeah, doesn't yeah. give a fuck. Mm. Yeah, she and does Pasco it, came yeah. on the podcast, and you won't have heard it very much because no, you no, weren't no, on no. it, and you don't listen to no. the ones you're not on. But um, she was sort of saying that they sort of uh, they sort of respect her for that, and it, there is something. I guess I am guilty of hypocrisy, right? Because in what, on one hand, I'm saying that we should not be looking to music artists for like guidance or information or whatever. And then at the same time, when I hear hip hop that isn't conscious or has a message to it, I'm like, what the fuck aren't they? <laughs> no, but it's different. About- You're t- it's, that's not political. That well, it could be political. Yeah, but it's it it. The reason I I suppose I cite things like ludicrous, yeah. It's because if you are going to be ego, materialistic, yeah. you can still do that and be quotable. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I, I think honesty is important. Truth is important. And it, there's a responsibility, I think, for, an, for a culture or a, a genre that is kind of like a diary of life. Yes. To, to maybe do something in a way of creating something other than an accumulation of stuff so is that something you're thinking you're conscious of when you're making your stuff now that you want to say something more than the usual or what i think is quite funny about me <laughs> if i think about it is often i question myself like I, I i and i i probably should do it less i've actually told to do it less i should be more like this is what i think mm. and i sometimes do it in music but then i instantly go like mm, i'm not sure if that's what i think <laughs> but i have lived a life where like i've financially and like experience wise and all this kind of stuff managed to kind of live in in a in a lifestyle at points that is like bragged about i personally can't i just can't do it i've actually tried i I mean a couple of times i've i've done little punchlines about this and that but i always think it's funny with me where if i go i've got to rate my ego like da 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 i for some for whatever reason i find it quite I don't know how to do it. I do yeah. know how to do it, but I, like I, my one is more about like oh I, I you know like my thing's more about intelligence <laughs> and like <laughs> and it, and it's like it's, it's silly. I was talking to my friend about it the other day, and I was like yo you know when I talk about being smart and that like am I actually being quite 
like offensive to people who maybe haven't don't want to particularly read a bunch of books or we don't want to like there's not interesting to them they're more about feeling like i rate that and she was like yeah but jordan you know you've got to brag about something like and if you want to brag about (laughs) like (laughs) like intellect Mm. you can because they'll they'll be bragging about the fact that you haven't got these trainers and that yeah yeah, yeah. so it's it's i don't know it's it's a weird one yeah well it's you know when i write stand-up you sort of think like I'm interested. My favourite stand-up sort of um, sort of say something as well as be funny, mm. and so you sort of try and do that in your stand-up. But what I've managed to do is one get the issue wrong and also not be funny <laughs> enough. So it's a bad combination for me. Do well, what I want to what I want to do really is just target people who are just like losers. Right. That's what I think I'm missing a trick with. Yeah. If I confidently talk to losers, because I'm a loser. That's the thing. Like, I think if I wasn't one, I would have done different things with my money. Right. When actually I've never, I mean, my trainers are knackered. Like, I, I just kind of wear, like, my mate gave me this jumper. Like, right. I do spoil myself sometimes, more for the fact of spoiling it. But, like, I live quite a, I'm not very lavish, yeah. you know. Should've I've done got, well, but I'm not very I'm lavish. I'm just looking fucking furious right now. <laughs> yeah, for real. And, like, I know, but for, but it's the thing of, like, I, 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 I wonder, like, what? how do I feel? What do I want to speak about? feeling like a bit of an outcast I've always been a bit of a misfit yeah. sometimes in, in a lot of these records I get like little flashbacks to being like 14 and just like not under, not understanding mm. things fundamentally or want, or not getting trends yeah. not even like I was trying to like challenge them I just didn't understand <laughs> so I, I kind of want to I kind of want to like be like yo where are my people at who like who don't are, are not that bothered about, yeah, yeah. about fa- like following shit <laughs> But well, I think the tr- you tr- you've got to try and just I guess you just got to be yourself, haven't you? But like yeah, that, well, is, that is difficult, I guess. Yeah, Rumor, well, do you find it difficult? Don't you? Well, it's, I can relate to this. Yeah, yeah, for you real. Find, yeah, like he's doing a hip hop. Yeah, he's, he's doing a hip hop <laughs> podcast. He's not really into it. You know, there's all these things that all these struggles that he's doing. You'd love, yeah, well, that's the vibe. That's the gang. Yeah, that's, that's true. Kind of, his kind of thing. I am is, being hip hop, but he hasn't true. heard about anything in hip hop or life. No, I'm joking. I've really fucking put the best deep. Yeah. Uh, we're almost out of time here, but um, what are you listening to at the moment? Um, I'm actually listening to Nines' album. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know Nines? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, he's just like from Stonebridge. I don't know which part of it. He's from Northwest London, basically, but he's a really nice guy. And he makes like quite hood music. Packs on the trolley, this rap shit's a hobby. I got hairs, but I still catch me a buddy. The streets know me for getting pee. My daughter had her first rollie when she was free, uh I caught a little case, that's a slight loss Cause my lawyers like Harvey and Mike Ross And me and Scraps couldn't give a fuck about rap even though we're nice, we're just always in the trap What I like about it, the reason I've been bumping it so much Is the production's actually dope And he's honest If I'm gonna hear someone talk about money And like, and the, the life they live Yeah I mean, I know Nines lives that life And some of the, sometimes he comes out of these lines Which are like, whoa, like it's quite raw. Have That's you seen this video of this comedian talking about how he's got beef and nines because of his album cover? What crop circle? What is his album cover? It's, he like, did a, he did a crop n- it's like a crop circle, but it says nines, like it's his logo. Right. An actual, he actually did a massive crop circle. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, it was quite dope. It was wicked. Um, but there's this. I, I don't know who the. I'm sorry to the comedian who is the guy who it is that I can't remember your name. He's the first and only. I think he's a, he, I think he went after Anthony Joshua as well. But on this Nines thing, he said uh, that it's a bit of a tenuous one, but I just watched it the other day. Yeah. But he went to uh, Lidl to get Special K or somewhere. You don't get Lidl, you don't get Special K in Lidl, do you? They've right. got their own knock-up. Like, they've, they've got, they've got, got Special like A or whatever. Yeah. Alternative Brexit brand. Yeah, like uh, Challenge, Mentally Challenged J or whatever. Anyway, so Special K. <laughs> mentally Challenged J, that's just triggered me big time. Did those get called that as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> It's got some mad flashbacks there. <laughs> <laughs> MCJ. Yes, yeah, yeah. So to um, next week. he said he went to the he went to Sainsbury's to get special K, and they denominate they'd run out. And apparently they make they use wheat to make it. I'm not I'm crucifying this, but mm. and they make use wheat to make it. And he says that Nines has obviously been wasting wheat trying to make his album. Oh, it's a joke. Oh yeah, yeah. Jordan. Crop when, circles don't actually destroy the wheat though. They don't, no. they just bend when them. this guy was doing this bit, I am pretty convinced his response that he was hoping for is for someone to go, <laughs> Oh, it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't. No, I did. I thought literally went at him. But you sounded. I didn't know it was a bit. Oh yeah, sorry. I should have told you. But yeah. you sounded so sort of disgusted and disappointed. Just, <laughs> no, because oh. I was excited. I was like, wow. Oh, I was it was comedian. an attempt at humour, was it? What's your favourite breakfast? We're going. We, we need to wrap. Oh, this a new section. Yeah. What's yeah. your favourite breakfast cereal? Granola. Granola. Yeah, mate. What type of granola? Homemade. What? No, not by me. Oh wait 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 no no no! There's this woman who makes uh, makes it. It's nuts. Wait, you know that? You <laughs> That's know that, the logo. Like, That's you know the... you know that you know it's that granola nuts. with the old woman on it. Ah, <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. There's just this nice nice wheat, old wheat, woman. Wheat so what There's should we no just Google? Old, old woman granola. Old woman on the granola. <laughs> All right, uh, Weetabix. Weetabix. Mm. I like that too. How do you have your Weetabix? Three of them. Sugar, milk. Three. Three. Yeah. Oh, I love that big boy. With sugar, little sprinkle of sugar. Yeah. Do you eat them, I mean, do you eat them when they're quite hard, or do you like to no, make them soggy? Let it go. On. You what, do you mix it into so like a gruel? By the end, yeah. Oi, I rate that. And then the sugar sinks to the bottom because it's heavier, and you get to like scoop the little bit of the sugar on the end exactly. of the spoon, and you're like, what a delight! Mm. I remember that when I was a child. It sounds like you remember it from like ten minutes ago, mate. The way you're describing <laughs> it. Yeah, no, it's pretty. <laughs> that was pretty fucking deep. Um, I, uh, I, um, the reason I'm asking is because um, I just read this thing recently that cereals aren't fucking vegan. None of them. Uh, why not why would they? Loads of them. What do you mean? Sorry. Are you excluding milk? Without, before you put the milk out. <laughs> I was about to say, that's pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, Rob, wow. you're surprised. Exclusive. Milk. I've been eating Cocoa Pops with milk and bacon, and apparently that's not fucking vegan, I've just discovered. Uh, <laughs> no, apparently they've got sheep's grease in. Sheep's what? Sheep's what? Grease. Sheep's grease. <laughs> What is sheep's grease? <laughs> <laughs> what is the, oh mate? What is vegan really? Come on! What is vegan? So apparently, vegan is how oh, vegan has to be flexible though. Like just by definition, Dude, I think. Dude, why are they putting fucking sheep grease in breakfast cereal? Because they don't do anything. Grease? It's greasy. <laughs> what is that? It's you know what sheep is, right? Yeah, yeah, or is yeah. You, yeah. You know what grease is. Yeah. So apparently there is there is grease <laughs> on the wool of a sheep. Right. That they put in cornflakes. How do you get that in? Why well, is that well, not that vegan? Happening? It's just grease. Because it's come off a fucking sheep. Yeah, bro. but it's grease. Yeah, but so what? It's cut. They're rubbing sheep on cornflakes. <laughs> Because apparently there's something that's derived from that sheep's wool grease that mm. is like a source of vitamin B. Right. And what? So yeah. yeah. I listen, it's all bollocks anyway. Yeah. Listen, cereal fundamentally doesn't make sense what? to have at the okay. start of the day. Whoa, what the we need fuck? A follow, we need a follow-up podcast. Okay, look, we got we need to talk. <laughs> also, no, listen, we need to cut. Agricultural revolution, we actually domesticated us guys. We never domesticated we. I'm just throwing it out there. Sapiens is a real book. Thanks for yeah, Sapiens in. is a great book. It's a real book. Yeah. I read it. Uh, I, bought, I bought it. I read it. I read two books. <laughs> I read a third of it. Plug one, plug two. Guest plugs for you. Anyway, that I think we need to close up the podcast. But listen, Jordan, uh, you've been an amazing guest, Thank man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. Best Thanks. guest we've ever had? Say so. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, um, what are you? What have we got to look out for? for oh, you? right, yeah. Um, just type Al the Native into things, and hopefully more things will come up when you when you type it yeah. over the course of the next couple of months. All right, sweet. Uh, okay, that's it. Thank you so much for coming down, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, see you soon. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.